Welcome to the Content Marketing Mastery Podcast. It's like an energy shift. So it. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah. They just get it. It's like sending out radio frequencies and matching with the right people. I would never start from zero. I would always find someone that's already doing exactly what I want. Where we give valuable tips for your own content strategy so that you create better content and reach more people and help more clients. Yuck Up, the host of this podcast, interviews thought leaders within the content marketing and PR scene and supports you with key learnings for your business. Now, enjoy the podcast episode. Yes, nice. Let's start. <laughs> All right, ready? So excited. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. I am Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector. And today we got a guy that I'm super pumped to introduce you to. I met him recently through our friend Brian Booger, and I immediately realized that we kindred spits and how we think about content and how we think about human connection. Jakob is a content manager helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. I think he's a brilliant content strategist. He helps building consultants, coaches, business owners in the service area and trainers to become visible so that they get booked for their services and products. And like I said, you know, I, I very deeply believe in his methodology, the way that he goes about it. And it was very clear from the moment I met him that, you know, we share this passion for connecting people and that's what's led us to content. He's also yes. a karate master from Taekwondo. Taekwondo but master. Everything, everything cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One is Taekwondo is Korean, right? Like that's the big difference, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, he's going to sidekick you in the face with content. This is Jakob. Welcome, Jakob. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. <laughs> really a great honor. And thank you for this nice introduction. I really like it. Maybe maybe I'm uh, changing my podcast intro and uh, taking your voice <laughs> and using it as an intro for my podcast. <laughs> hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm available for hire as a voice talent. Happy to help at any moment. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you say? Voice branding is a big topic. So how, like with Gary Vee, you have this very specific uh, voice and you remember, ah, this is something from Gary Vee. Yeah, I must listen to this. And if you can yeah. um, identify something with your own brand, this, this is this is cool. Yeah. For the record, that is exactly why all my micro content clips start with a shapow, right? And that was ah. me. And that, yeah. that was me saying it, right? Like I got mm -hmm. that exactly from Gary Vee. I heard how Gary Vee has his like signature and it comes on and goes boom or whatever, yes. right? Like that's his, that's his voice branding. And he yes. saw it as, you know, I heard him talking about it. I was like how the future of branding is audio and, you know, he's really high on audio. So yes. that's why I immediately recorded myself saying Shipa into my phone. Oh, cool. And then ever okay. since then I had somebody mess with it. I didn't get that. That was you. Okay. That's cool. I, I, okay. Cool. Next yeah. time I will listen more intentionally when, when I listen to one of your videos. <laughs> you won't be able to miss it, man. So, so Jakob, I actually didn't really prep you for this, man. I usually do. But as you know, my, my podcast is about connecting. Mm -hmm. And my thesis on human connection is that the quickest way that you bond with people is one, you provide some value into their life. And I think this conversation is going to have a ton of value. Yes. But the other one is to share a vulnerability, right? If somebody hears something that you've struggled with and they've struggled with, they automatically assume you understand them. Mm -hmm. So in an effort to get my 
extraordinary guests to connect with our friend that's listening in, in her ear or his ear right now. Uh, I'd love to know from you, is there something that you're struggling with right now or something that you've struggled with a lot in the past? Yeah, definitely. So I was, um, during my, my time of university, um, I stayed for seven months in China. So uh, at, a, at a city called Xiamen. And I was, I was uh, working for a German Chinese company. I was working in, in, in the marketing. And yeah, I was writing and publishing for the social media and things like that, that you do as a, as a digital editor or a journalist. And um, I had also a journalist mentor and um, I sent him my, the, the writings that I, that, that I published. And one email was very, was very tough for me because at that time back in 2012, I was not so good in getting criticism. So I, I really struggled with this and his mail was very tough for me. And this was, this was uh, back when I had trouble to accept the criticism, but, but I had one or two days where I really had bad days. But after that, this, this was the starting point for my own self-development that uh, never stopped from that, then. Mm -hmm. So I started to... Um, rewrite copy of good copywriters in order to uh, improve my own copy. I interviewed other people who already achieved the goals that I want to achieve. I, um, yeah, I, I read the right books, the, the, the Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and uh, Brian, uh, Brenton Bouchard, Jeff Walker, all these marketing uh, gurus and consumed all the material. And I think it was a starting point. It was a window that opened for me. And it was it was hard for me, but at the same time, it it was also released because when when something is not good, sometimes people you you must hear it, and then this is the starting point for your own growth. That's, that's what I really believe in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. So within that story of struggling with criticism, and then opening up yourself to criticism mm -hmm. and being able to grow from that, that rings very very true. Was there a moment, like, was there a, something you read or someone you talked to or something that happened to you where you thought, I need to stop fighting this criticism. I need to, I need to open up to it. Yeah. So definitely my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, we, we spoke a lot about this. So she helped me a lot with, uh, with this criticism thing. And, and by the way, it's, it's not perfect uh, to still not perfect. So it's something that I'm still working on, but at that time it was lousy so so it's improving so this is one thing and the other thing is um at that time in china i was also at a taekwondo uh, gym at, at taekwondo school and i uh, was also giving uh, lectures so i was uh, in front of me there were little kids and i was giving them taekwondo uh, lessons and i think that was also uh, important for me to to share it anyway even if it's not perfect but to 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 don't give up and just just continue with w w what I'm doing. Th that's, I think, important, even though maybe it is not perfect, but to continue with, with what you do and still grow uh, your, your, your skills and your habits. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, man. So were you studying marketing in the university in China? Is that, is that what your degree is and you came into the workforce as a marketer? Can you kind of tell me your, yeah. your, your professional background? 
Yeah. So with 16, my goal was I, I sat down and I wrote uh, what I liked really to do. So uh, what are the things that I love to do? And one thing was writing. Another thing was uh, publishing or uh, also traveling, interviewing people. Networking was also one thing very important for me. Um, speaking with people, learning new things, going to workshops. And, and I, I sat down for one weekend and wrote everything down. And I asked myself, okay, what are, are there any job profiles that fit into these, these things so that I can uh, have a living with it? So uh, having fun with something is one thing, but also uh, earn money with it is another, uh, another topic. And I, I found the, the job description of journalism. So I, then at that point, I said, okay, I want to become a journalist. And from, then, that, from that point, I uh, pointed in, in, into the direction of journalism. I worked for newspapers, for lo local newspaper, for TV stations, uh, for, for online magazines, for print magazines. And um, also Taekwondo was uh, very important because I also volunteered as a an uh, area of press releases. So I wrote press releases and uh, was responsible in charge for the YouTube channel. So for the whole content thing. And, um, but I studied political science and history. So that's, uh, the, my major is in political science, but marketing was also always a passion uh, of me. And um, I had all these experiences and also worked for companies, but more in the content marketing space. And, um, and but also collected experience in the journalism. But I realized it, the journalists are very good in storytelling and in um, yeah in, in writing and and interviewing people. But they do, they don't so they don't understand so much about business models. So how to monetize your knowledge, how to earn money online. I mean, many journalists, I asked them and they said, well, that's not my thing. I don't know it. <laughs> and, and the whole thing shifted from journalism, from being a digital editor and becoming more a content manager. So content marketing management. So I, I thought about podcasts, how to uh, create new formats, how to monetize podcasts and uh, work for agencies. So from journalism, it, it, it went to... Uh, content marketing because that was more my passion because um, just because journalists they think about the content itself which is fine but they they are not that good in uh, business models and being an entrepreneur so that's the reason why it uh, switch switched a little bit that makes a lot of sense man and and yeah. I and I get it too right I see a lot of people in the world that you and I are in yeah which is this swearing about content being the this like forefront frontier of relationship building and whatnot i see a lot of people that either come from the marketing side yeah. or they come from the journalism broadcast journalism you know the media side right mm -hmm. and I, I i think you delineated it really really well the 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 ones that come from the broadcast journalism are very into storytelling the ones that come from the marketing side are into conversion right mm -hmm. yes. what what made you make that switch? Was was it that you are more interested in business because you like business? Was it that you're interested in business because you wanted to make more money? Was it interested in, did you think that business has more impact, right? Like not a trick question, but kind of what what drove that want to, to go somewhere else? Mm -hmm. Great question. So one of the first uh, 
books that I read was from Brian Tracy about business and uh, being an entrepreneur and selling your products. And it was, like I said, in China, it all began. So with this criticism, this, this uh, hunger for self-development uh, was in fire in, in, inside of me. And um, Jeff Walker was also a great marketer for me who helped, who thought, who, who, yeah, where I learned to think as an, more as an entrepreneur. And, and yeah, I mean, this was always my thing. I, even when I had a day job, a 40 hour day job, um, I always knew, okay, I'm not going to work here for the next 10 or 15 years. No way. <laughs> It's, and this is no criticism to the, to the companies that I worked for. I mean, they were fine, but I always knew it. That's the reason why I, for example, I, I had no time at, at that point. And people say to me, I have no time to create content. I, when I worked 40 hours a week, I also had no time, but I created uh, content during my bus ride to my, uh, to my job. At uh, 25 minutes, I sat down, took my laptop and I started to write. And in, in lunchtime, when people went, went outside to have uh, lunch outside somewhere, I interviewed people. That was, my, that was my lunchtime. I networked with people because I knew one day I'm not here. I will not be here in 10, 15 years. And it's weird to hear this maybe, but I just knew it. And maybe it's also self-prophesying uh, when, when you think, okay, this is going to be end in one or two years. Um, But for me, it, it worked out. And starting my own business was always uh, my, my goal. Got it. So you were always yeah. into the idea of entrepreneurship and, 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 and making yes. your own money. So that's cool. What, yeah. what year was this? What year were you opening up your laptop on the, on the subway and writing? What was that? Um, I think 2017, 2017. Okay. So yeah. pretty recent. Okay. All right. So you, were, so you first started making content that was written content on the subway and then you were interviewing people video yeah. style 2017 yeah uh, no video style was 2017 uh, i started with, uh, with real content for this uh, company when i was in china 2012 already mm -hmm. so that i was like the blog era right that's like when blogs yeah were facebook was also uh, becoming bigger and this company also published on facebook And that was the, my first connection to LinkedIn. So in China, I had one business mentor and um, I never forget, he is, we spoke about LinkedIn and I thought, LinkedIn, what's, what's LinkedIn? Never heard before. And he said, just, just sign up. <laughs> Don't think about it, just sign up. And my, my LinkedIn account, I had it already 2012 and I started uh, things. And I mean, LinkedIn is now exploding when you when you look in, in um, yeah and the organic organic uh, reach that you have on linkedin so it was a good choice at that at that time <laughs> yeah. yeah man so tell me about that tell me about tell me about the organic reach of linkedin and how you experience it what is what what does that mean to you i um two weeks ago or last week i had from my video post so i'm posting little video snippets like you're doing from maybe this interview we are going to create one or two minute video snippets and i'm posting it with a headline with a brand logo with subtitles and people coming to me and, and asking me questions about content i had one conversation from 
I forgot his where from the US, US, and he's producing power banks for smartphones. And he said, "Well, I'm not that good in this content thing." And all of a sudden, people are coming to you, and because the organic reach is today on LinkedIn, like Facebook in the year 2012, 2013. So you're posting something, and you're reaching a lot of people who you never heard before. So people are coming to you. That's the cool thing, when a platform is new. And the organic reach is high. And that's happening at the moment on LinkedIn. Is there anything that you do that increases the organic reach? Like what's your, uh, do you have any kind of like strategy to do that? Or is it just anything you post is doing well right now? So LinkedIn Live, since two weeks, um, you, you have, with LinkedIn Live, it's not like uh, on Facebook that you just can start. You have to uh, apply on LinkedIn. And uh, you, they, you have to submit. Why, are, why do you want uh, this LinkedIn Live channel? Uh, LinkedIn Live is cool. So uh, being you live, got LinkedIn Live privileges two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I gotta apply, yeah, yeah. man. I gotta get that. Yeah, I tested it. You should definitely. So, and uh, if they don't answer first time, it's totally normal. So um, I, I sent it twice. So the first time, I think it was. October last year, November something, and I didn't get any answer. And I said, well, I sent this a couple of months ago, nothing happened. And I just sent it again. And then within one day or two days, I got an answer. The, the important thing is that you, so you have to list why, why do you want a LinkedIn Live? So you have to, you have to write it down. Well, basically to create content and deliver my message and help other people. That's it, basically. And that's simple, you, huh? All right. Yeah. What they don't like is that you write something like, yeah, I want to promote my products or I want to promote myself. So always focus. Like, I mean, this is basic for us. Focus on, on your audience, focus on your target audience. That's it, basically. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's a super value added piece. Cause I had, I had taken LinkedIn live. I got, I got denied for LinkedIn live and I had just kind of like taken it off my radar, but now Spoiler alert, I'm making a content piece of this of how to get approved on LinkedIn Live. Yeah. <laughs> with your name on it. The because cool thing, yeah, sorry for interrupting. Uh, the, the, the cool thing is we can also do LinkedIn Live together. So I can invite you and we can like this, but it would be comp directly live on, on LinkedIn. And uh, we, can, we can do a conversation. I, you say say the name and date, bro. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been, I have yet to go live on LinkedIn, man, but I'm uh, very, very interested in it. So, all right, man. So you started getting real serious 2017 on the side, making content. You gave yourself a two-year window to like quit your job kind of thing. Is that what I'm hearing? And it happened? Yeah. I mean, uh, Corona happened and many things changed. And then I, start, I, I, I said to myself, okay, I give it a shot. I mean, there is no best moment. There's no worst moment. Just, just start it just do it and on the way one thing that was very good for me is i started also my podcast in english so i'm basically in hamburg in germany but i said to myself okay i want to become a global brand when it comes to uh, content marketing so one of my big uh, my, 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 one of my fa favorite mangas is uh, one piece and this is a this is a story about uh, pirates and the the main character of this this uh, The story is Ruffy, Monkey D. Ruffy, or Luffy in, in, in English. And he wants to be the Pirate King. He wants to be 
the biggest, the strongest. And my goal is to be the content king. So, so the biggest when it comes to content issues in the B2B area for service-oriented um, businesses. That's that's my goal. Yeah. Why service-oriented businesses? I I like consultants. I like people who want to touch, uh, who help, who want to help other people with their knowledge. So this is. I mean, starting your own digital cons uh, consultancy is the, the best way today in order to, to, to reach other people and help them. I mean, you don't, you need Zoom, you need a laptop, you need mic, and that's it basically. And you need people, you, you need this ambition to help people to change, their, to, to change their life into a positive way. And many coaches, many consultants are thinking like this. And that's the, that's the reason why I like them and also want to work with them. I like it, man. We were just having a conversation about yeah. trust and about <laughs> building trust with content. Yeah. Tell me why you think content builds trust. One of, one of my business mentors said, Jakob, you're really good in trust building. And this was a switching point for me because I never thought about this before. It is this idea that you... You never show up in a room. You you don't meet this person uh, offline on the real world outside there. And then something like COVID happens and you have to switch all your business. You have to switch everything. And the best way, the, the, the best way to generate trust for your own business, for your own products, for your own service is through authentic content that you produce and give give to to other people that you really want to help other people your target audience with the content that you produce and th this is the best way in order to create trust because if nobody knows you what 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 are they going to do when they see a product from you yeah either they don't do anything <laughs> they they just uh, skip the app or they will uh, look at you and then you, they will google your name And then what is going to happen when they Google your name or your company name? What are they going to see? And this is something important. And you should, if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, you should do this regularly and check what, what are other people thinking or producing or is there anything or is there, uh, I had one client and um, they had the same name, but they, they wrote um, testimonials for another person who were uh, and they were set, uh, they were not good testimonials so they they criticized him and if something like this happens you have to you have to yeah you have to act because it's your reputation and you and the the, the best way to uh, help build your reputation in a positive way is to create content I totally agree, man. Like I, everything <laughs> that you're saying to me is, is what we're talking about on like relationship building, right? Like you build relationships yeah. by adding value to people's lives. So yes, if you're making definitely. content that helps people, you know, and that's how you're showing up as somebody that's adding value, you're building trust, you're creating that relationship. And like, you know, you, you, you were telling me earlier, right? Like you're, you're getting all these inbound messages, right? Like I think people in sales have this universal feeling that they're just like, I believe that what I'm doing is helping people. I have this product that I want to give to someone because it will help them. Mm -hmm. Why do I need to beg them for it? Why aren't they just asking me for it? <laughs> you know, and, and, and the way to do that 
to me is to just like continue to prove that you're there to help, right? Like t- tell me about like your your amount of like inbound attention versus soliciting people. Talk to me about that. So basically what what I am doing is when I meet anybody, I mean, it was the same with you. When, when I first meet, I just want to help this person. So it, with, for example, with Brian Bogart, yeah, we, we, I, I just spoke with him and at the end he asked, Jakob, what can I do for you? <laughs> so it was it was brainstorming in my head so what can i do for 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 you uh we can do this i can interview in my podcast maybe i can write an article um, about one of your products um, for on on one of the platforms that i that i uh, write for so that more people can reach you and it's constantly delivering value this is a question that i'm always asking myself how can i deliver more value so that that big names like Jay Abraham or Tony Robbins, which are maybe a little bit too far at the moment, but how, so that they come to me. So th- this is a question that I'm always asking myself. This is not an easy question, but that's th- that's what, what I'm constantly thinking about. So how can I deliver more value in a better way, in an easier way, so that uh, people want to work with me? Yeah, totally, man. And And at the end of the day, everybody likes marketing material about themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah that was a major yes. aha moment man because i'm i i got there this this is why i say we're kindred spirits i got there the same way like i yeah. i'm figuring out how i can give people value and then when i realized everybody can use a little self-promotion everybody everybody can use yes. more attention to their superpower yes. you know that 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 is i started off with okay maybe i can host events where i can put people on stages and mm-hmm. then i and then I've ended on, I can just have live phone calls where I talk to you about your zone of genius. And then I share it with my network because I'm putting a clip on social media. And then I find you doing the same thing. And I'm like, ah, this guy's my brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we met you know, first time, it was just, it was like, like going into a room and, and uh, yeah, it's Avengers team. You're meeting, you're meeting your heroes. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, That's so cool. And, and what I find fascinating, uh, Jakob, is the idea that, dude, you're, you're a German guy that lives in Hamburg, that lived in China. I'm a South yeah. American that lives in the U.S. And we're able to connect over Zoom and immediately, you know, immediately connect, right? And immediately yeah. start adding value to people's lives. I introduce you to people. You introduce me to people. You make content for me. I make content for you. Yes. Um, you know, having, having this platform just opens up your world, man. How, what is... What is the most interesting connection you've made with somebody that you would have never met um, on this? Or is there somebody in particular that you've become like close friends with that you're like, this would have never happened if I wasn't making content? Yeah. So I want to add one one more thing when, it's con- when it comes to this abundance mindset. So this is something that you also, uh, you're, you're really living it because you're also telling me your complete business model so this is how i earn money this is how i produce the content this is how i do this and that and completely transparent and because because we understand that knowledge alone is not the the key thing it's it's execution you have to do this stuff and um and i still meet people who say well i don't want to create a blog article about this because why should then the customer come to me and i think dude <laughs> they will not come anyway because <laughs> you don't find value in the internet uh, about you so 
this is yeah, something totally. that I want to. This is something that I want to add for, uh, to what you said. And uh, when it comes to the to the contacts, so I think meeting you is great. Uh, was a, was was a, was a appreciate really that that we met. And but when it comes to um, so I interviewed Jason Pfeiffer in my podcast. So Jason Pfeiffer is the chief editor of the Entrepreneur magazine. So he's in a in this pyramid system of this print magazine, very very high. So he's he I, I like his uh, style of creation uh, creating content. His I like his podcast, and the podcast was for me the door opener to interview him. Even uh, he he wrote back to me. Jakob, well, I have 15 minutes. If 15 minutes is enough and we can do it in Germany, it will be very late at 10 p.m. or 11. It was 11 p.m. Uh, if this is okay for you, we can do it. And I said, dude, I would wake up one in the morning for you <laughs> to, in order to interview it. It doesn't matter. The, the time is not important. So the podcast, so I, I created a platform. This is something that you also uh, doing really, really cool in a really cool way. I, I have this platform and I said, okay, Jason, I have these kind of listeners. They are mainly US-based. And uh, I, these are the numbers. These are the metrics. I made screenshots and I sent it to him. If I have these questions, if you think this is, I, I think this is, you you have something valuable to share to other people uh, who listen to my podcast and I would love to interview. And we made it. I mean, It was a great interview. I enjoyed it. I learned also very much. And he's a very sp uh, fast speaker. So 15 minutes was more than enough. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. So, you know, I wanted to talk about something that you do different than me, right? Like you, yeah. you release these like four minute podcasts, six minute podcasts, 15 minute podcasts, right? Like all my podcasts are like 45 minutes to an hour mm -hmm. plus. How does that, how does that perform in in as far as like listenership, do you find that people, do you think people will listen more because it's shorter or do you like, do you, do you feel like you can provide the same amount of value and because it's quick, it, it it's easier to consume. Like talk to me about the mindset of, mm -hmm. of, of the length of the stuff that you put out. because you put out a bunch mm -hmm. of different lengths, things that I find really interesting. Yeah. What, what I'm basically doing is I'm like, I have this long format. So when we speak for one hour, I have this one hour interview And what I'm doing is I normally I prepare questions and I send it also upfront to my interview guest so that he or she knows, okay, what are we going to speak? And each question is one shorter video snippet. So this means I'm, I'm asking a question like, hey, Pablo, um, how do you plan your content strategy? And this is the beginning of one shorter version of, uh, of one episode and you're answering it. And there's also intro and outro, and this is one short episode. And in the show notes, I'm always referring to, if you want to, I mean, this is such a great value. If you want the whole interview, just go to this link. And I'm referring constantly from the previous, from the shorter version to the long version of the, of the podcast. If you want to listen to the whole interview with Pablo, it was so, so amazing, uh, the value that he shared, then go to this link in the show notes, and then you can listen to the whole episode. This is my way of, of um, making sure that people find uh, this interview because I see like you, I mean, you, you have the same uh, view, in my opinion. I see content as an asset. So, so you have to, from time to time, you, you have to come back. And the best way to come back is that you uh, not 
only produce long versions so that you also have short forms and um, uh, link back to the to the longer version you say you see content as an essence is that what you yeah. said asset yeah. asset oh as an asset as an asset yeah. okay 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 good because i want to asset essence is also cool <laughs> It is kind of cool, man. It got you know, it got my it got my attention, man. I, uh, I'm gonna make a quote card of that for you. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what? It's true. Content. These short pieces of content are assets, right? Like I, I go as far as, I mean, you've probably seen it in my onboarding stuff. Like before, I take a meeting with somebody, I generally ask him, "Hey, I want to get to know you a little bit before I before I talk to you. Yes. Do you have a piece of content that I can review so I can walk into this conversation knowing who you are, right? Like, and then and I and then I also I'm like, oh, by the way, here's mine, right? Which does two things. Number one, it allows them to get to know who I am, right? Like I always mm -hmm. send them my like 15 minute like storytelling rapping thing that I think is makes me look cool, but Building I know authority. That uh, yeah. And it builds, mm. it builds authority and yeah. it's a filter, right? Like I know yes. that if they show up to that call and they're like, dude, that thing was awesome. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's my friend, right? Yeah. Or this is my friend. And two, yeah. as content strategists and content marketers, I know that if I'm sending somebody a piece of content, that's like, check out how cool I am. They're like, I don't have a piece of content that makes me look that cool. I need to make one. Right. Uh -huh. So then, then they need our services. Right. But, yes. but I very much agree in the Brian Boger, when he reached out to me, he reached out to me, LinkedIn message. And it had a video, a link to a video. That's the one and a half intro video of himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I like this dude, you know, like I reached yeah. out, I'm like, dude, I, I'm a big fan of the one and a half minute intro piece that you can send anybody. Let's get on a call. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, I, I, I saw this video also from Brian and uh, yeah, that's yeah. it's well done. He's like, he's like, Hey, I'm Brian. I've yes. had this thing. He shows an arm. And then he's like, you know, like it's, it's, it's really well done. If you can, the same way that you can have an elevator pitch when you're walking into a networking room, yeah having an elevator pitch content piece that is, you know, totally scalable asset that anybody yeah. can see whenever yeah. super valuable. Content so is just, yeah. just one, one more thing. Content is the portfolio that, that works for you all the time and never sleeps. Content <laughs> is a portfolio that works for you all the time and never yeah. sleeps. I love it, man. Content is the passive income of relationship building. How about that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, Yeah, it's building dividends for you. It's like, yeah, I mean, it will not, it, it should be something good. <laughs> so, so that uh, people, I, I also think sometimes, so I have, I have a little son. I, I uh, think, okay, when I am one day a grandfather or I'm not just, there's, I believe in one thing. And this is also related to one of Steve Jobs uh, speeches that we're going to die one day. <laughs> okay. And, and That's it, basically. Even if Silicon Valley is working to sell us being immortal, but uh, still, this is something that I believe in. And when uh, relatives or, or my grandsons and are going to Google me, what are they going to find about me? What are they going to find about me? Are they going to find any coupons to get a 5% discount on a video online course? Or are they going to find videos like this where I create meaningful relationships with people who are like-minded. This is, I think, this is more important than uh, just creating uh, marketing stuff and, and getting and, and making, making a quick sales or something. 100%, man. This is why you and me are kindred spirits, right? Like, <laughs> I, I don't have kids, right? But like, I think yeah. of what's my legacy, right? Like, what is yeah. my legacy? 
And, and I, and I really think about it, man. If you think about it personally, dude, I would love to see a video of my dad at 40 years old thinking about his next business move, you know, like, Mm -hmm. man, that'd be amazing. Right. So, so content, content as a legacy is very, very real to me. Right. Like I, you know, if if I were to reverse engineer it, I'd love to read my grandfather's journals, right. Mm -hmm. Like that, that'd be wonderful. So this is, it's like a living journal and and something that lives forever, man. And you literally give me goosebumps talking about it. (laughs) Um, you have a kid. Yes. Are you, how do you feel about making content with your children? Like, how do you feel, how, how do you feel about that? Like educational process? So I think, yeah, there are two different. Um, so one thing is I, I, what we don't do is selfies with our child and posting us this on Instagram because we think, okay, until he's 18, um, we don't want to share it publicly. I mean, if he starts working as an influencer when he's 18, that's totally fine. And uh, I mean, yeah, that's okay for us. But uh, until he's he's uh, growing up, we um, don't post it too public uh, publicly. So when we, sometimes you can see him from the back, and but not a total face front. So this is something that we. That we we said my wife and I we spoke about it and we said okay that's not something that we want to share too publicly. This is um, one thing. The other thing is when I uh, create my studio or things like that and the camera he's always coming and then on the mic he's singing and I'm recording these videos. So um, he, he, I mean he's two and a half. I mean two he's and uh, yeah two and a half and he, he doesn't have the smartphone or something. <laughs> it's just too early, but. Um, He's interested in the things that, of course, I am doing and uh, the video things and uh, things like that. So we are we're playing around this. That's that's basically what we are doing. But I've I would love to, um, yeah, to make podcast episodes when he's late, uh, when he's older with them together. Why not? This is something that I never thought about, but I would really love to do it. I, I mean, I don't know pressure. <laughs> I don't want to force him. But if there's an opportunity to do it, I would love to do it. Yeah. Man, I, I've been I've been thinking about this for a minute, right? And I think mm-hmm. that this way that we're communicating now, social media, right? Like it's a new, it's a new context of communication. Mm-hmm. And I find that if your kid takes like if I were to have a kid, I don't know at what age, but I think teaching them how to create content is today the same thing as showing your kid how to shake hands and look someone in the eye and how to public speak mm-hmm. and how to whatever. Right. Because I do think, I do think it's going to increase, right? Like our, our methods of communications on social media are going to continue to grow and it's going to be a bigger and bigger part of our life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I see it as this, like, I see it now as an essential soft skill to teach your child. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I'm not a parent, so I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it means when it's like, okay, well, what if he's on YouTube and someone's reaching out to him that either bullies him or like a weird old person or whatever. Yeah. Right. So like there, there is that piece, but I don't know. What do you, you as a parent, if you're, if your son's 10 years old or your daughter's 10 years old and mm-hmm. he or she is like, I want to start, I want to start, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a YouTube channel. Like, how would you feel about that? So we have also neighbors and uh, their daughter is, for example, eight years old and, eight years yeah and we also spoke about it so um 
Yeah, I mean, there are many, many things that you have in mind. So there are applications where you can restrict the apps that you can download, for example. And so this is the whole topic of media education for children, so digital education. And I, I'm not, at the moment, not, not such an expert to speak about it, but um, I, I would, I mean, too much uh, time is also not good. Spend too much time with uh, with. Uh, consuming but, but creation is another thing but i think creating it i would love to do it together and i would also teach him and the thing that you said is more uh, for me a, a topic of personal branding so how do you brand yourself in a way that you become visible and that's always the content thing become visible for your future uh Yeah, company that you want to work. So how how can you position yourself with your own story, with your with your brand, uh, and with content that you create in order to become visible for the companies that you want to work with? This is one thing. And but I think this this when does this start? Maybe 10, 12 years. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. That if, I like how you put that personal branding, yeah. right? Like yeah. teaching teaching somebody teaching somebody table manners mm -hmm. is the 1900s version of personal branding, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Just this, the same as now it's like, how do you show up online as personal branding? But yeah, it does fall under the personal branding bucket. I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 Stake up. What do you, what do you think is the biggest, when your clients come to you about mm -hmm. making content, What what are they what are they getting wrong? Like, what is the biggest misconception that that you feel like you need to teach yeah. people? Yeah. So one thing is um, that they think. So for example, I last week I gave an, a, a keynote, online keynote about uh, starting your own podcast, and one question was, "This is not what what he asked, but it really was what he was thinking. What sh why should I uh, start my own podcast? So the stops that Uh, somebody has value in in their life that you should share it they, they don't believe that they have something of value or experience or knowledge that they should create content about this is a big one i think so oftentimes these are former employees who yeah who don't want to be too much in front so they they yeah they that's too much that's too offensive so this is one one thing and i always say why should you not i mean there there, there are people out there even if only 10 people listen to your podcast but these 10 people say hey this really changed my life is it not worth doing it i believe yes definitely it is worth doing it even if it's just five doesn't matter the, the numbers are not important if you if you touch the life of people in a positive way and change it, this is worth doing, in my opinion. I totally agree, man. I totally agree. <laughs> and I think it's, it's yeah, obviously, obviously I agree, right? We agree yeah. on everything. Right? Like, yeah. Every yeah. conversation. Yeah. Me too, me too. Um, me too, me too. Yeah, I, listen, if you have a service mindset, right? Like if you mm -hmm. are, if you're doing it out of service, I, I tell people all the time, it's like the, the number one mistake everybody makes is that they think that what they know, everybody knows. Right. Like that's mm -hmm. a very human thing, but stuff as simple as like in my, my early content was literally just networking tips and tricks. 
And one of the dumbest things that I thought I ever put out is one of the most valuable things for people. I, I took I took a call I took a call this morning with a with a hospital venture capital executive, and he's like, "Dude, out of all your content, the piece where you tell people that when you're in a line at a networking event, you should turn around and say hi to the person behind you is genius." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like normal. to me, that's for me. It's normal. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah, it's the most trivial yeah. thing, but you know what, man? Just because I've thought about it doesn't mean everybody else has thought about it. And if you're and if you're putting it out there, I was like, hey, man, if you're not doing this, you know, like I've made a ton of friends waiting yeah. to register, you know? Yeah, I think it's huge. It's huge. When when you are, when you gain some expertise in one area, it's very hard to uh, come back to the shoes of a starter of a who of somebody who's just starting out it's it's very very hard because you're in this in this funnel thing so <laughs> you're just going and going and but you 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 can't remember how it worked um, so in, in one of my interviews i interviewed um uh old lady from england and she said i don't pick the experts i i pick people who are just a little bit Uh, high uh, in the hierarchy or in the experience knowledge than me because an expert he's coming he's he's making and then I didn't understand anything so I need somebody who's uh, a little bit higher than me and that's totally fine he can explain it uh, much better to me than a real expert mm -hmm. and this is and this was so valuable and that's the reason also why I think Q&A is very important life interaction like you're doing it is very important that you Uh, ground yourself and come back to the people who have no clue about your topic. So this is something that I also oftentimes forget. And Q&A is a great way, live, live streaming and Q&A in combination is a great way to uh, yeah, get to the needs of, of the people that you want to serve. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, that is, by the way, that is the genius that I found in Gary Vee, right? Like to mm. me, Gary, very quickly, first of all, I realized what we're talking about right now when I was, uh, when I was a green building consultant and I had a green mm -hmm. building firm and I moved from California to Miami and I had to re-educate a market. And I walked into like every room for like six years saying the same thing. And I like, after a year or two, I'm just like, God, I feel like an idiot, but every room needed it. Right. And, and then, and then seeing Gary do what he does, right. Like what he did pre pandemic, but show up, yeah. do a keynote that is, 60% the same thing to yeah. 60 to 70% the same thing, 20 to 30% recontextualization and actualization of what's going on in the market, but then go straight into Q&A and then share all the different types of people asking him this, you know, his answer is always more content, <laughs> right? But yeah, basically, if you can hear the same response asked for, you know, uh, the question is asked a hundred different ways, it's much more likely to land on a person that didn't think that your answer was the answer, right? Like if, if someone hears their question and your answer, it's more likely that they understand it than if they just hear your answer without hearing somebody else ask the same question that they had in their head. Mm. Yeah. Gary is just awesome. I mean, he's our hero. <laughs> the best, the best. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. You ready for the lightning round? Yeah, for sure. Bam, 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 bam. All right. What's happening? What <laughs> well, by the way, that's going to turn into another piece of audio for me. The me doing it. All right. What is so, your favorite restaurant? Where is it? And what do you order? 
Yeah. Um, Tam Quan. It's a Vietnamese restaurant. Um, not very far from our uh, apartment. So 10, 15 minutes away. And we order all kinds of things. So <laughs> if you order there something, I mean, it's now in pandemic times. Two weeks ago, we ordered um, summer rolls, uh, also duck, and they have a delicious mango, uh, yeah, mango cream. What they they put over the the, the duck and also the the salads. It's delicious. Yeah. The way you said delicious made me want to order it right now. Uh, so that that's uh, what's it? in Hamburg, Germany, right? Yeah, yeah, Hamburg. Okay, in Hamburg. What content are you most into right now? Like, who are you? What What are you either? What sub? You know, like what book or audiobook or who are you like most following right now? Or what audio, What podcast are you most into right now? What is what What are you most consuming? Yeah, one of them is yours, of course. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I'm listening to that's, it. That's amazing. Thank you, man. Yeah. So the problem solver from Jason Pfeiffer is also cool. It's more like a radio format. So, I mean, he's, um, yeah, the reason why I like his content is it's not, he's, he's doing in a very smart way. He's not, yeah, journalism, but also really good content creator at the same time. And um, his podcast is more like a radio show, but a funny, entertaining and an and educating radio show. And that's very fun to listen to him. Yeah, that's um, the problem solver. And what else? I have... I read or I listened more to the audiobooks, uh, to the audio audiobook Over Deliver from Brian Kurtz, who's okay. also a very good um, copywriter. Mm -hmm. And Build Live Give from Paul Higgins, also a very good audiobook. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Good recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is something that you were sure about in your 20s that you no longer believe? Okay. Hmm. In my 20s. Okay, not so far away. That, that I don't believe anymore. So it, it, it changed, sure. right? Correct. This is a personal growth question of like, you know, even if you're when you're in your 20, you were sure about something, you realize other stuff changes. Yeah, the thing that um, I will never create my own podcast. So I was always the behind the man uh, type of content strategist. So yeah, they should do it. That's their stuff, but I will, I will not do this. And one of my business mentors, after a couple, of, uh, after a few sessions, uh, yeah, th after that, I realized, okay, I at least I give it a try. I, I want to try this. And so, yeah, that's basically, yeah. Awesome. I like that. What is your favorite piece of advice that you've either, either ever received or your go-to piece of advice that you always give people? Um, stand more in front of a camera and start creating video content. So the video, it, it, the only thing, so I'm also a Taekwondo coach. So when I, I help, for example, somebody for, I, I'm doing full contact. So uh, how to say in English? So you're wearing stuff and Protective you're, people. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and people ask me, how do I get even as how can I survive <laughs> when I'm fighting? And I said, you have to fight. That's, that's the only thing. Yeah. You have to fight. And the, the only thing that is important is the number of minutes that you fight. That's the only thing. And increase the number of minutes that you fight and you will become better. 
And it's the same thing with content, with video content. People, people hate me when I say you should stay uh, in front of a camera and shoot more videos. But that's the, that's the same thing with the fighting. You, the only important thing is the minutes that you stand in front of a camera and speak to it and record it. Sometimes delete it, but sometimes publish it. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I listen, life is all about iteration, right? Like you're yeah. never good at something the first time you do it. The more you do it, the better you get at it, right? And, yeah. and you and I are both very big believers that there's an, an, an insane amount of value in getting good at, communicating via content so like mm -hmm. i couldn't believe in it more man you know my yeah. head went to when you started talking yes, about taking video and kicking people in the face my, my 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 head went to maybe you were telling people to like record themselves fighting so that they can learn and it went to like yeah. your 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 original because one of the things i get a lot of value out of in making content is that i then get to go watch it and then i mm -hmm. get to critique myself and i get to mm -hmm. give myself feedback so going back to the beginning of our conversation really is a great way to to produce feedback right to like mm -hmm. record yourself and, and and see things like that yeah definitely so this is also something that were you we, gonna say something that i that I know? yeah this is also something that i did in the gym with this um who, who asked me how to how do i become better in fighting we also recorded it and then watched and yeah this sucked and just that was good and yeah that was not good <laughs> and so he he instantly learned iterative so you're learning during the process and that's the same thing with content that's a cool thing and i also yeah i i'm also in the thing that you said that you become better when you watch it sometimes i'm not in the mood <laughs> to watch it <laughs> yeah but yeah but you're becoming man, listen, better I, you know speaking of speaking of iteration and review right like listening to my own podcasts mm -hmm. like sometimes i'll listen to it and i'm like man that person was telling me this and I took it as that I need to listen better. Right. Yeah. Like, or, or I completely missed the point of what they were saying. Cause I'm so stuck in my head. Like it, there's mm -hmm. a, there's a really high value in my re-listening to conversations with people and allowing myself to be humble enough to be like, Oh wow. I was just kind of trying to say whatever I wanted to say. I wasn't really listening to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had this in the, in the beginning of my podcast also. So I had my, my questions, my question catalog, and I wanted to get through them as quick as possible. And um, yeah, w w one of my in interview partner uh, also respectfully gave me feedback, and he said, "Well, it was it was not like a conversation. It was more like that you want to rush through the questions." And um, yeah, that was his advice, and I appreciate this, and also uh, think that the active listening is very important. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jakob, this is the moment where promote whatever you want to promote, man. Like I'm going to link to your podcast, Content Mentoring. Oh, no, Content King, right? Is that the name of your Con podcast? Content Marketing Mastery. Content, God, man, I'm looking at this. I know because I've seen it, right? Like I yeah. watched it. Content Marketing Mastery, contentmentoring.com, Anchor Effect, at your Anchor link, your LinkedIn. I'm going to connect you on, connect to people on Facebook, but promote whatever you want to promote right now. Like where do you, where do you want people most to, to connect with you or what do you want to call attention to? So on LinkedIn, of course, they can get in touch with me. Also on my website, contentmentoring.com. That's basically where, where you can find uh, all information about me. And yeah, if you need some support with your social media postings or blog articles or your podcast or video, video feedback, then feel free to contact me. Yeah. All right. I highly recommend it.
Uh, Last question. Yeah. Where do you find community? Yeah. And in conversations like this, this is the starting point for me for community because it's not like, um, so when I speak with you or with Brian, these are multiplicators of, of society. That's my opinion, because you know a bunch of people. You're a really good, good connector. And when I, when I get your trust, this is also a trust building topic, when I get your trust, I, this, a, a whole new community is open to me because you can introduce me to your community. So I see these one-on-one conversations or chats that we, that we made earlier, this as an entry point for uh, finding a new community, finding new people. I love it, man. I love it. I think that's really profound. Jakob, man, I'm so grateful that we met. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Brian Boger, thank you for introducing us, right? Like I, I, <laughs> Brian is I, great. I, I, yeah, man. Like I, the <laughs> idea that I can have, you know, you and I live across the world from each other. I genuinely yeah. feel like you're my friend. Like there's no chance I'm stepping foot in Hamburg without grabbing a, you know, like without coming to see you or whatever, right? Me, like me too in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like these, these interactions to me really, really feed my soul, man. And I'm just very, yeah. I'm very impressed by your, your outlook on, on what content is and, and getting somebody that is as smart and as kind as you that I resonate so much with that I feel like we're both saying the same thing is a major validation to, to where yeah. I feel like I'm at mentally, man. So I'm just really, really appreciative of our relationship and, and you coming on the show, man. And, you know, I'm sure that me and you are going to, we're going to do a lot of great stuff together, man. Thank you. I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm looking forward. I, I, I have this feeling this is just a starting point. It's just the entry point for, for much cooler things. That's my hope. And, but I'm very sure that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> agreed agreed man agreed yeah. awesome cool dude thank you that was uh, thank you yeah thank you man yeah. thank you you know um any feedback on my like i feel like i i feel like i interrupt people all the time man like did i interrupt you too much did you feel like you were heard no okay. you it was great i i think i had one question where i didn't really know what is he asking now <laughs> I'm just, I was not sure about, th this was one, one question, but maybe it was also because I was not that focused on your question, but uh, yeah, except of that, everything was perfect. Okay. I got to figure out what that question was. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out on, on content review day. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, what's okay for you? I thought you were great, man. Uh, listen, okay. I, I find it really impressive to do this in like, not your native language, right? Like I know that I speak fast and I'm all over the place and whatever. So You know, uh, like I, I thought it was great, man. I thought you said a couple of awesome things, dude. Like the, the content is the portfolio that works for you all the time and never sleeps. I thought it was great. Um, you know, I, I wrote a couple of good, um, you know, I see content as an asset. I've wrote a couple of things here that I want to make into quote cards for you. And, cool. and, you know, I, I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. I have like 12 bullet points for micro content. <laughs> so I got to figure out what JP is going to do, but, um, but yeah, man, I thought you, I thought you had a lot of really good sound bites and you did great, man. That was awesome. Well, that's cool. Um, do you want to do the, can you record the bumper thing for me, man? The, um, uh, so I ask everybody to say 
hi, uh, introduce yourself <clears throat> and, and what you do. I connected with Pablo, say how we met and you should connect with Pablo because whatever you want to say, I, I like to encourage people to make fun of me there, but usually they flatter me, whatever you want to say. Is good. Yeah, I hope I, I can memorize it. <laughs> it's, it's listen, introduce yourself however you want. And then I connected with Pablo blank and you should connect with Pablo because blank. Yeah, just I connected with Pablo. Something like um, through Brian Bogart or something. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Should I just start it and? Whatever you want, bro. Camera's rolling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, this is Jakob. I'm content manager. I'm uh, helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. And I connected with Pablo through Brian Bogart, who introduced me to this awesome guy. And you should also know Pablo because he's a great guy. He helps you and he gives his best all the time. Make sure that you grab your Zoom or whatever you have and get in connection with him. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Something like that. Video, video testimonials are very hard. I, I, I made a couple of them and it's really hard because you're not speaking about yourself, about another person. And uh, yeah. It's, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not, man. It's not. I get it. I uh, I try to enable it by like being engaged with it. So it looks like you're talking to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm always like, eh? yeah. you know, like, like I, I try to, I try to make it easy yeah. and I really don't. It's funny, man. I don't, it's funny that you called it a video testimonial. because I wasn't trying to like, I, at the end of the day, I do end up having all these testimonials for me. I see it as like, this is the guest's introduction into the episode because this is how my episode starts, right? So like yeah. the episode starts with like that and people are like, oh, okay, well, they met him like this and uh, he thinks this of him. All right, I'm going to check it out. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, it does end up building up a whole library of testimonials. I have like 30. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's great. So, cool. cool, man. All right, brother. Anything I can do to help you out right now? Anything uh, Anything going on that I can give you any advice on or, or anything like that? So far, so working closer with you, if there is something I can do for you, um, I have this week. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, when you talk about copywriting and blog writing, what is your, what are your services around that look like? So um, keyboard research. So what are uh, your target audience researching mm -hmm. um, so that you can create an effective headline, subheadlines for the Google algorithm so that you're mm -hmm. findable uh, from a search, uh, from a sales perspective mm -hmm. uh, and writing an article in a journalistic look. So it's not like, hey, I have the best product and on the planet. It is more like, for example, um, five things that you have in mind when you want to create good copy. Here are the five tips. And then at the end, hey, by the way, we have an ebook about how to improve your headlines. For example, mm -hmm. this, this could be, so this is um, what journalists call a native advertisement that you have, uh, yeah, yeah, you have a journalistic, uh, from the from the front, it looks like a journalistic piece. And, but uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's about promoting your product, your service or whatever, whatever it is. I'm also um, author at Drive Global. So this is a, this is a platform that is found by Arena Huffington former uh, founder of Huff, uh, Huffington Post mm -hmm. and um, creating backlinks to your website so that your, uh, that, that Google knows, okay, this is a valuable uh, website and ranks your website higher. 
if you have a couple of uh, backlinks from different media uh, platforms, your your website is ranked higher. Yeah, yeah. Th these kinds of things. Yeah. What do you do? You charge per article? Do you charge per like placement? So um, for each article, so normally I start with three, four hundred euro. So this is a shorter article, uh, 500 words, something like this. The research is basic, so it's not too long. Something like that, I said, five, uh, five things that you have in mind when you want to improve your copy. If you want a longer uh, piece, 1,000 words or something, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it's a little bit uh, how much time I have to, I have to invest. So okay. yeah, three, 400 euro, that's it, a starting point. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Interesting. And then that article goes on my website or it goes into your Thrive Global or, or where you're working at? Is that where we're, or are we talking about two different things? Uh, these are two, two different things. One is for your own media, for your own website, uh, or for your, for your, as a LinkedIn article, for, for example, you can also uh -huh. use it. And the other thing is um, uh, earned media. That, that's, that's Thrive Global. That's the, that's the platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to get an article about creating a relationship flywheel on that mm -hmm. platform mm -hmm. what would that cost <laughs> so this could be an interview and or yeah the relationship flywheel as a method yeah like yeah. listen For like i'm not not advertising myself like just a yeah. You know, just but I I want the terminology relationship flywheel out in the ecosystem. You know what I mean? Because because mm -hmm. I'm trademarking it. Mm -hmm. So so um so yeah so that like a a like this is the mechanics of a relationship flywheel. I can explain it very very well. You know I can yeah. articulate. Um yeah. and I think anybody could do it. It just so happens that I. Yeah, I would say big businesses that lead to sales, right? Like, yeah. I, I, can you hear me? Yeah, Pablo. Okay, so I would say around three, four hundred, something like this. Okay, and that would be yeah. that would be me write it and then submit it, or you would write it and, and do it. If you have if you have some material, you can send it to me, but I I would check it because um, so the process is I'm writing it in the back end, and then it 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 has to be approved by the editors, so they they check. Okay, and. And it's important that somebody who has some journalistic background look over it uh, because otherwise they wouldn't accept it. But as a starting point, it's always good when you have something that you can send it to me and I, and I can check it or change things. Sometimes I change the structure or the tone, the tonality, because when it sounds too much like, like promotion, they don't accept it. Yeah. Got it. So, all right. I'm, I'm very interested in doing that. Right. Like, okay. so, so, um, I guess the question is, I have a bunch of video where I explain it really, really perfectly. Would you want that? Or would you want me to write an article that you can then edit however you want? We can transcribe it. So okay. send me the, send me the videos and I put it on clipscribe and then I have the transcript. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. How long are the videos? I'm sorry. How long are the videos? I mean, I think I can. I explain it really well in about seven minutes, eight minutes. Okay. Like and I can send you the transcription myself. Like I literally took a call today explaining it to the healthcare exec. I'm like, man, I really just described the shit out of this. This is great. <laughs> you know, like, um, so I can, I can export that and send that to you right now. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I would totally love to do this. Cool. 
I, I love your concept. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right, then. And it would come out, it would come out as native advertisement or it would come out like as an article? Um, so it would it would come as an as an article on Drive Global, but you can we can put the link, for example, to your website. And if you want to find yeah. more information, so it would be an article, but at the end it's also linking to your website. That's that basically uh, so it would be native. Okay. So it's drive drive like drive a car global? Uh just I'm I'm really bad in uh and in spelling in English, <laughs> I recognized this last time. So, drive. Oh, thrive global. Okay, okay, okay. Thrive, yeah, I'm just. Yeah, my th is not there. <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm like I can't listen for shit, right? Like I'm a, I'm like half deaf. I went to too many concerts in my twenties. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Thrive global. All right. Cool, man. Yeah, I can send you also my um my profile. So I. Yeah. Just. Just. I can send also links right here. So just wait a second. You can um, check my profile on Drive. Drive okay, Global. Cool. Yeah, just a second. Here. Sweet. So you can we can add pictures. Uh, also, I oftentimes also uh, link my podcast into it. Um, so the last one um, that I published, how to become a successful entrepreneur. This mm -hmm. was, for example, also for, uh, I participated in one of the coaching groups and uh, there were a lot of people who um, gave inputs about topics that I have no clue about. So about taxes, for example, there was a tax expert and mm -hmm. I created short uh, paragraphs with a short summary and also linked their website into the article. And I published this article and six people, they just, they, they went crazy because they were an English speaking platform. They, I mean, they are very German focused and they loved mm -hmm. it. They, they, they said, wow, thank you. That's, that's really great. And, yeah, that's also great to uh, build relationships. This is also something that I did for, for example, for Jason Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. I'm really interested in this. I'm going to talk it over with Isar, my business partner, and see if we invest in this because I, I think it's, uh, I think it's time, man. I want to get, I want to like optimize my website and get the back end really well set up, and then, and then I'm going to start doing a lot of this like PR type stuff. Yeah, yeah, we can do it together. I can help Sweet. you with that. Awesome, bro. So when you when you say trademark, you uh, so it will be uh, so there will be a copyright on it, or what does this exactly mean? The yeah, the term relationship flywheel. I'm gonna protect it as intellectual property, right? So like okay. people can use it, but it has to be related to me or whatever, right? So because my you know my idea, the way that my business scales has kind of like a three pronged thing. Like, have you ever heard of Donald Miller building a story brand? Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow that model, right? Like okay. I, I think he, he has a methodology that works really well for clients. He offers it as a service, right? Mm -hmm. He's got a book that he sells. I've got a book coming out mm -hmm. and, and, and then he's got the training for it that people can like opt into and then create like a group coaching thing. And then he's got the train, the trainer. So you can become mm -hmm. story brand certified, right? So like mm -hmm. I see my ecosystem going that way. Um, like right now I'm focused on the high ticket service offering that proves the model, 
And then next is going to be like, listen, man, anybody can do this. I can just teach you how to do it. Like you just got to learn the strategy and I'll give you all the frameworks of how to content repurpose and how to map out like the, the content schedule for your clients or whatever. And I can have like monthly coaching calls with people that are like, Hey, I'm thinking about this. How do I do this? And I'm like, all right, here, you know, like share my brain with them. Um, and then as that grows enough, then I can like certify people to do it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what kind of backend do you use? Do you already have a backend like Katra or Kajabi? I don't have shit, man. I'm just I, like, I, I want to like, it's going to start as a Facebook group, right? Like I, I like to over deliver on value first, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I want to put it out into the world as a methodology, let anybody that wants go, go do this thing. And then as it, as it builds steam, then I'll be like, all right, well, you know, like now people like, like right now, Jakob, I have, I don't have a single open slot for a phone call until March 3rd. Right. Um, so I think I'm reaching the point where I got to be like, okay, you know, like some people I'm going to take a call with other people are going to have to like hop on a group coaching call with me here. because I can't, you know, I can't continue to, to, to do that. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of my thing. Like I want to help as many people as I can while I have the time to just help. And then once I'm like two months out scheduling then I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to start doing this thing. And if you want a piece of it, you're going to have to show up. Yeah. Um, it's it kind of where I'm at with it, right? Yeah, leveraging your your time. So your that was the lo level one, and you're now moving up to level two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm dangerously close to level two is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So if you yeah. need help, yeah, for sure, man. For listen, dude, you're officially in my inner circle, right? <laughs> like I'm a that's cool. I'm a, I, will, I will I will I will definitely keep you you know keep you close on anything that I'm doing, and and again you know, I'm, I'm happy to share my model and everything that I'm doing and anything that you can apply to yours will help or whatever. Right. So like, happy to, happy to do that, man. Yeah. Appreciate the time. It was, was really fun to speak with you. Yeah. As always, man. It always yeah. is. Always yes. fun to talk to you, All right, man. Yes. Take care. I'm going to go, I'm going to go make some shrimp stuff to eggplant for dinner. That's cool. Have <laughs> a good one. Thanks Bye. for having me. Bye. Yeah, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Content Marketing Mastery. If you have any questions, just send a voice message through Anchor. And if you liked what you heard, we would love to get a review from you. You can also download a free white paper, five lessons on how to create content and monetize your knowledge on our website, contentmentoring.com. Thanks and best.